Hey, Macca. Hey, Streety. We're here for episode number 24. We sure are. Of Sports and Spit. Yep. The pre-Easter edition. One week away from getting chocolate for breakfast, my favourite weekend of the year. Chocolate for lunch. Yep, and chocolate for whenever you feel like it throughout the day. But there's a lot more to come between now and then, and sport-wise... It's happening everywhere, isn't it, Strudy? It's all going on. Yeah, absolutely. What a time to be alive and what a time to be a sports fan. Yep, there is so much to talk about because there is so much sport at the moment. It is ridiculous. And we've got a pretty big show tonight, plenty to cover. Yep, we've got, uh, we're going to talk about the footy codes which are up and running. We're going to talk about the Masters this weekend. Yep. The NCAA Final Four. Yes. The NBA Playoffs. Yes. Israel Folau. Yes, and all that's been in the news the last few days. Anthony Mundine, everything. We are going to cover everything tonight, aren't we? And you know what? We'll probably forget half of that. True. So we're going to cover some of it. Righto. Well, let's get started with some breaking news. Some breaking news. Today, um, it's been announced that... And it won't be breaking if you've got a smartphone. Yeah, that's right. You probably already know this. Yeah, so for those of you who've got a smartphone, you'll probably know this already. Israel Folau, gone. That's right. We have said in the past that we don't provide breaking news. We just rehash breaking yeah, news. Yeah. This is breaking news in the sense of if you don't have any access to any type of technology, you won't have heard this. That's right. So if you've been in jail and you got out tonight, maybe probably jail's probably got a fair bit of technology. How would they know about sports and spit, though? Yeah, that's true. Well, that's pretty popular. You never know. Maybe well, they're giving are, a bus ticket and are, a sports and spit. Episode. We've had, you know, many thousands of views according to our stats on um, Have we? SoundCloud. Well, maybe we're big in Long Bay. I don't know. Who knows? The boys down there in H-Block, hello. Maybe we're big in well China. Well done. <laughs> big in China. We could be. We might have we? to do a tour to Shanghai and Beijing and uh, get some cheap merch absolutely. made up while we're there. Maybe we should just go to Long Bay. It'll be cheaper. <laughs> right. So, so, yeah, Israel Folau, um made an inappropriate, in the eyes of Rugby Australia, Instagram post. Yeah, so they released an interesting statement earlier tonight, which I, we picked up off ESPN, which was referencing that they intend to fire Israel or terminate Israel's contract for the social media post that he made, which was basically you've got it up there on his on his Instagram page, which yeah, was, I'll read it. Yeah, so it's a, it's an image, a very yeah. dodgy looking screen snap of something. Yeah, um, it's even got the X in it, so he's yeah. obviously got it from somewhere. Yeah, and maybe it was. So he screenshotted him. it from somewhere. He screenshotted it from somewhere. Yeah, and the image says, "Warning: Drunks, homosexuals, adulterers, liars, fornicators, thieves, atheists, idolaters. I don't even know what an idolater it is. Yeah, hell I'm awaits you. Hell awaits you. Repent. Yeah. Only Jesus saves. It yeah. sounds as though yeah. he's uh, received some kind of a letterbox drop." from the Jehovah's Witnesses or something like that. Or a visit from God himself. Yes, yep. and he's passing this message on. Um, we know that he's quite a uh, religious um, chap. Yep. Um, he, I believe, mm. is a Seventh-day Adventist. Yep. Um, is that what he is, a Seventh-day Adventist? Or is yeah, he I think like, so, yeah. Yeah, oh, I don't know. So Jesus this, Christ this of Latter-day Saints or something? Instagram post is uh, quite extensive with uh, quotes from the Bible. on for a while, doesn't he? And so forth. Um, there's twenty thousand comments on this post. Um, <laughs> Read some of the comments, is it? It's yeah. Uh, I was, here we go. Um, <laughs> Listen, drunks used to see your drunk ass in the valley most weekends. 
what an absolute flop you are. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I, I've heard, you know, I, and obviously, you know, maybe Israel's a changed man and, and as he's matured, but um, yeah. I always find it, um, you know, like these Christian-type people come out and, you know, Oh, they claim re- righteousness to the yeah, public. Yeah, yeah. Yet, yeah, you know, absolutely. the um, there's plenty of skeletons in the cr- in the closet there. Oh yeah, absolutely, um, God yeah. But you know that that comment isn't the only one. Um, from Brooke, Isepi, um, talking about seeing Israel drunk. Yeah. There was a good one by Bam Bam Tuivasa, who I th- I'm pretty sure is a um MMA fighter from Sydney. Oh yeah. Uh, he also uh, called um, Israel a few names. And mentioned that um, he often saw Israel drunk out in town. Yeah, right. Um, okay. Yep. So a bit of a pot calling the kettle black. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, so go back to the list that Israel posted. Let's just have a little bit of a look at this because I've just googled what an idolater is. Now, so sounds an, like something in a car. It's somebody who worships idols, right? Or an idol. Now, so I see like all those people that um, follow Australian Idol and American Idol. Yeah. So if you follow one of the idols, then Israel doesn't like you. But don't worry, Jesus will save you. Yeah. So, so drunk. Wasn't, wasn't you ever Paul, been drunk, Shreedy? Wasn't Paulini on? Um, yeah, she was. But I don't think her and Israel fell out with anyone. Friends though. Yeah, are they? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, a liar. I've told heaps of lies. Yep. Yeah. Adulterers. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure I he's got thousands of footy teammates that yeah. fit fit that bill. Fornicators. Yep. I'd be a fornicator. Thieves, so, to be I'd honest, heaps of drunks, sex from people. I'm, I'm going to say that out of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight on this list, yeah, <coughs> seven <clears throat> of them, rugby Australia wouldn't have a problem with. There's yep. only one thing on that list which they take issue with. I think the homosexual comment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this yeah. is what has landed him in trouble. Yeah. Well, he's been in trouble <coughs> for this before, right? That's right. This is the second time, and yeah. Um, what I don't understand is why you would post this. Yeah, that's right. You would have to be a dickhead. He strikes me as the sort of person that is smarter yep. than that to post this. Now, well, he I, may come out and say he doesn't have control of his account or someone posted on his behalf. Yeah, but that's the weakest excuse. Totally I've ever is, heard. absolutely. Like, because actually, when he when this when he posted um, some like absolute hate that he spewed about homosexuals in the past uh he actually owned it at that point in time and said well well i did post it and i'm entitled to my opinion and everybody and i understand that not everybody will agree but this is actually what i believe right so you don't have to believe it but i believe it i don't know that he's going to walk away from this in terms of saying that he didn't do this i think he did do this i think this is actually what he now believes i think he may just be an idiot like I think it might just be that he is just an absolute misguided fool, and and I and we're I not saying that. I mean, he he's obviously sticking by his convictions, and he has an entitlement to believe in in what he wants to believe. Sure, but I guess the platform and the employment that he has that's right means that airing this publicly isn't the right thing to do. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Rugby Australia has a lot of issues to deal with. Um, in terms of not being very popular as a sport at the moment, and this yeah. latest thing, in order to you know, won't help preserve their public image and their good PR or their lack of, or trying to you know, mm. uh, especially in a World Cup year, um, want to nip this in the bud pretty quickly. Yeah, and and well, they should. I mean, the the thing about it is, is that so I'm not surprised that yeah. he has these beliefs. 
given you know the, the religion that he has. Mm. But I'm actually quite surprised that he would post this again. Yeah, absolutely. Unless he actually wants a way to get out. To get out. Yeah, potentially. But who? But who in their right mind in today's day and age is going to employ him in a publicly facing job, which which you're rewarded and remunerated because of 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 how much public scrutiny you're under. Um, with with this being his thoughts that he's prepared to share openly, well, right? like, he's prepared to discriminate against people and and encourage hate and encourage, um, you know, like what could be potentially violence against people. Mm. You know, there are religious fanaticism kills people right. every day, and well, and there are people that would blindly follow this man and his opinions and carry them through, and and it only makes it harder for people that live in this world that already experience this type of shit to yeah. actually just live their own lives, right? Like, I... I yeah, I, I do find it understand. quite odd that he's put this on a public thing. It's, it's not like anyone is actually going <clears> to... <throat> well, the majority, 90% of the public's going to go, you're, you're an idiot. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, you know, trying to, you know, get a message across hmm. in this fashion. Well, there's no way Rugby Australia would have been able to keep him in employment anyway. I mean, it, it would be like me wearing a shirt like to work saying slavery why apologize if it wasn't wrong like something along those lines right like i mean you know you'd have to be a fucking dickhead to think that you were going to keep your job when you do what you do if that is what you post right so if he doesn't want to get out of it this could be one of the dumbest moves like from an employment perspective and i feel absolutely no sympathy for him anyway um, but uh, yeah, it baffles me that he would 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 actually. Well, it baffles me why people think this type of thing. Firstly, um, it baffles me even more that they would then publicly display it like a badge of pride. You know, so I don't get it. It baffles me why you would you'd post that. Um, so my my immediate reaction to this is, I think he's had enough of rugby and the Wallabies and the lack of. Uh, you know, public exposure. You know, he feels that the message he has isn't, um, or you know, what what he wants to sort of you know put out there mm. isn't um, isn't reaching an audience as a Australian rugby player because mm. no one really cares about rugby at the moment. Yeah, that's right. So he wants out, and the only way to get out after having already one strike is to uh, is to do that again, do it again, to get sacked from his well, contract, I, and you know he, he could well, walk well, straight into a job in the NRL because mm. they love taking people well with let, track records of bad. Yeah. Let's get let let's stop talking about Israel because I don't really like him that much and I don't I certainly don't agree with him I think he's an idiot. But let's talk about this topic, right? Let's talk about political correctness in sport. Yeah. So he so what some people will say is so his supporters will say well he's entitled to an opinion and his opinion, you know, in today's day and age people are too politically correct. Yeah. Right? That if Israel doesn't like homosexuals or adulterers or idolaters or whatever it is, then then he should be allowed to say that, and and that's his right as a person. Now, political correctness in sports, Judy, does it have a place? Because it's reared its head recently as well it with is. with the attacks on the mosque in Christchurch, yep, and the Canterbury Crusaders coming under public scrutiny, and and also scrutiny that was driven by themselves to change their name yeah like is there 
is there a link between what people think about Canterbury Crusaders and their name and the stuff like what Israel's posting? Israel's stuff is, I guess, it's personal. Mm. So it, it's coming from him. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a one man's belief mm. and he's putting out there. I probably think that I don't necessarily agree with the idea that the Crusaders should change their name. Yeah, it might be a bit of a you know reactionary uh, thing, but you know obviously the the people of New Zealand you know, c- closer to this tragedy um, have a um, yeah you know it's a bit more raw for them. Yeah, but uh, and you know one thing New Zealand is you know they're far more pro- progressive than Australia. Yeah, much more on the on the front foot in terms of yeah. social issues and sure. you know changing things here and there. Um, but as a sports fan, um, I, I can't really agree mm. necessarily with changing the name. I don't find the term Crusaders personally overly so you, offensive. So you don't think they should change because it might offend some people? That Like the name of the Crusaders, is that what you mean? Well, if they change the name to something mm. else, someone else would find offence with whatever name they have. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You can be offended by anything. Yeah. Um, I suppose you do probably... you find what Israel said offensive? Do I personally? Yeah. yeah. Personally, I I don't find it offensive. Yeah. I think that he shouldn't have posted it. Yeah, yeah. yeah of I course, think he, yeah. I, I yeah think... So you should be clear. Like yeah. So and this is not me trying to put you on the spot here. What I'm saying yeah, yeah. is is that you know you didn't find personal offence in it. No. But but you believe that it would like it's offensive what was said in the sense of you know it. It's discriminating against people. It's belittling people, um, and at the end of the day, that's right. When you're, you know, when, you, when you're representing a brand, it's an a, offensive thing. And to an say. association and a sporting team, and and they have a an ethos and mm. a public image to uphold and mm. a message they want to put across. If you're if you're representing that to the counter, yeah, um, and you're being paid by that organisation or company or whatever it may be, mm. then they're absolutely entitled to, um, you know. Yeah, act on it. Yeah, and, absolutely. And if that if that if that involves terminating his employment, yeah, um, he obviously signs a contract that indicates that you know he'll uphold a certain standard of behaviour. <laughs> and in, in, in and every organisation has a social media policy. Yes, I mean, it, like I like as a in my organisation, just as a you know a public service officer, I, there's a social media policy that that basically dictates that I'm not allowed to post offensive things online. Otherwise, I could be removed from employment. Yeah, right? that's why and, you have your friends do it. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, well, that's right. You know, yeah, like we echo your but, thoughts. Yeah, and I, it's, I, there's a, it's a funny one, right? Like it's hard because you're right in the sense of saying people can take. So what I would say is, I don't agree with Israel. Like fundamentally, what he has said is not true. Obviously, yes. I don't believe those people are going to hell. No, no, and I don't not. believe that um, that that Jesus will save you. That's right. And, and so I don't agree with him, but I'm not offended by what he yeah, says. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, um, I, I am offended by what he said because I have I I have family members and I have friends that are homosexuals. I also probably have family members and friends that are drunks, fornicators. Atheists, yeah. idolaters, all of those things, right? Yeah, um, I mean, I- and I think calling something out and saying that because of a behaviour that you engage in by your own personal choice, you're going to go to hell and and you should repent and have a good hard look at yourself, um, 
is is an offensive thing to say to me. So, yes, and, and if I if I could respond to Izzy Falau with a dodgy screenshot, I'd find mm. one that would say, uh, "Let he who has not sinned cast the first stone." Well, and isn't that the reference that a lot of people are making in the comments? Pretty much, right? yeah. I Which mean, is with, with a few other yeah, choice words exactly. included. Yeah, that's right. And I, like when you when you take it out of this space and 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 move away from Israel, and you say political correctness in sport. The Can- the Canterbury Crusaders situation, I can understand. It seemed to me that now I may be very uneducated in this whole area around the way New Zealand people feel about this type of thing, but the Canterbury Crusaders name, I'm not so sure would. Like what Israel has said, I think will. Um, drive hate in other people, right? And yeah. and will encourage hate and will encourage discrimination. The Canterbury Crusaders' name, I must say, I'm not so sure. I feel has the same power. Exactly. I mean, I, like, you can turn Crusade. So, the, the reference to Crusaders is about the um, the, the Crusades. Um, yeah, of course. That well, that's what they're referencing as being the offensive part. And because the Crusades were were Christians against Muslims, yes. Then, like you know, in their fundamental nature. Then ultimately, um, that it it condones or encourages the same sort of hate that drove um, the 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 Christchurch yeah. mosque attack. But does it? Well, well, I, I think more, it's a long bow to draw, Streety. Definitely, I, I is a long guess. bow. But right. you, you you could counter argument that by saying, well, how about we crusade against the violent and the hate and the vitriol yeah. against our you know. Muslim friends and brothers yeah. and neighbours and, yeah. and colleagues and, and so forth. Yeah. So you, you can you can spin anything. Um, yeah, that's right. You know, I probably think you know the Crusaders are well entitled to change their name. Yeah, they can change. Um, like you know, and I and I understand too. Like so, let's have a look at history, right? Like we follow American sports quite closely. The NBA, the Washington Wizards, used to be the Washington Bullets, yeah. and they changed their name based on the fact that the amount of gun violence in Washington really was something they just didn't ever even want to be associated with. Yep. Right? I'm the Canterbury Crusaders may see what what occurred in Christchurch and and the ramifications of that for their country and for their brand and said we just don't want to be associated with that. Fair enough. And so I get that. So I I've come up with a new name for them. Yeah, what do you think they should so, be? So when choosing sports names, it's obviously um, nowadays because of the PC. It's it, it's always a good idea to come up with a name that's. Is it the Canterbury Fornicators? No, no, no. no? Okay. So it, it come up with a name that's representative of the area. Mm. Um, Is it the you, Canterbury Atheists? No, no. Okay. No. Um, right. Obviously, you want to have a name that's non-discriminatory. It probably shouldn't then be the Canterbury Homosexuals. No, 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 definitely no. not. So okay. I've come up with the Canterbury Quakes. Canterbury Quakes. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you think they should be named after? Uh, an event that also took lives from that well, country. Well, <laughs> it's a natural event. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, discriminate yeah. Yeah, because true. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter who's around it. Okay. You know, yeah. it's it's there. So yeah. you know, there's any listeners who may have lost family members in an earthquake. <laughs> we apologise, but Canterbury Quakes is it's not a bad name. It rolls off the tongue it pretty roll well. Off the tongue. And and it could you know like there's a pretty good logo in that, like some sort of seismic type crack in the earth or something like that, and you know. Here come the quakes. We will rock you, or just something like that. Or... Trademark it after this yeah. episode. So yeah. we'll collect some royalties. Okay. Yeah. Here's one for you, right? So if we go down the same. So let's, path... so let's talk about the most offensive sports right. name. Well, before here. we do that, like we is there a name out there that offends you in sport? Not quite yet. 
I just want to preface this, what we're about to talk about, by saying we're, we're not trying to make light of the situation in no. Christchurch of what happened. No. But we're just making light of team names. Yeah, and, that's right. and, and, and some and of the possible... fewer around, yes. like a sporting team's All right, name. Here's one for you. Right. So if the Canterbury Crusaders go ahead and change their name mm. because of the events of what happened, yeah. do you foresee a situation where the Canberra Raiders will be forced to change their name because the term Raider, um, you know, raiding lands and being representative of the nation's capital of Canberra, where you know political decisions are made. And if you want to reference, um, you know, because um, of the, the Viking whole, link, no, the whole well, Vikings were the most savage of everyone. Yeah, um, they were. and they they were hardcore killers and and looters and, and rapists and all, all yeah. sorts of stuff. So if you tie that back to Canberra, mm. is there a case that? someone might get offended by the name Raiders because of what what it represents and obviously Australia's colonial history and, and what happens when yeah, the country was colonised. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. There certainly could be a chance that that would happen. What would you call the Raiders if you renamed the Canberra Front Benches? Well, you have to come up with a name that is, um, you know, non-offensive. Yeah. Um, representative of the area. Mm. So, maybe the Canberra Cold Snaps. Yeah. Or Canberra fireworks, Canberra pornos. <laughs> well, no, you can't firework. A firework exploded the other week at Skyfire, and it shot off. And what's yeah, Skyfire? Massive fireworks show on the lake down there. Right, fireworks exploded yeah. at the fireworks show. So I've Who come up with um, the Canberra kangaroos. Canberra kangaroos. Now, obviously, you couldn't do that because that's what the national team's name. But I can tell you, there's a, a million kangaroos in Canberra, all yeah. hanging around the roads down there. Yeah, right. So you know, yeah. I would just probably a good. 25 to 30% of all Canberrans who have I, a license have had a interaction with a kangaroo. roadside kangaroo at some uh, point. Yeah. The only thing that I want to call something out of Canberra just because of my memories of the place, the Canterbury Mooseheads. The Canberra Mooseheads, I mean. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, that moose, was an iconic venue down moose there. Moose is a Canadian animal, if not representative. Yeah, that's the area. right. Uh, Maybe the you can- should call Canberra it the Canberra koalas. Moose Knuckles. Yeah, Moose Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> so, Canberra Koalas. That's moose Knuckles. Canberra Koalas is a little bit soft. Mm. Um... Yeah, I don't so, like the koalas. It doesn't. Bit of a tricky one there for Canberra. You can't have nationals or the capitals. That's the basketball team. Yeah, we've already got that. Um, mm. So, yeah, look, people of Canberra the might Canberra be Mountains. The Rangers. The Rangers. Oh, the Canberra Rangers. Not bad. It's not too bad. Dandenong won't like it. Well, it ties in with, you know, bush rangers, and there's mm. plenty of mountain rangers at the back of Canberra. Yeah. Yeah, well, so what about the Victorian bush rangers? Like... Yeah. No, they weren't the friendliest of people, were they? No, Ned Kelly was a criminal. Are there any other offensive sporting teams' names in Australia? There's a lot in America. Oh, here's one for you. Okay, so the New York Jets didn't change their name. After 9-11. After 9-11. Oh, yeah. And I'm not even sure if there were calls was for that to Was there controversy? Happen. Yeah, I don't know if there was. I'm not sure. But if it happened now, mm. guess what? Someone would get offended and they say, oh, Jets bring up bad memories of, you know, of me. Have, yeah, yeah, they could. We When we were researching this, we found a... Uh, Coachella, the the town that's more synonymous with that big music festival, yep. has a high school team called the Coachella Fighting Arabs. That's that's definitely up that, there. With I would one think of the that craziest at names. this point that would be not the greatest logo to be wearing around. No, that's right. Um, mm. In the final four, the actually the NCAA championship game, a team from Texas was yeah. called the Red Raiders. The Red Raiders, yep. Guns up for the Red Raiders. Now, what is a Red Raider? Well, wasn't a Red Raider basically one of the uh, was it? Uh, I do know this. What was it? I can't remember. 
Do you know it? I can't remember. No, no, I've always been interested by I read Raider. I remember it was it was referencing uh, almost like a I think it's a throwback to like their cowboy type days type scenario. I can't. I, I, I'm so it has it. it has something to do with a bit of violence and guns and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because you know, let's face it. Tigers. Well, certainly. Yeah. So Raider Red is one of the mascots of Texas Tech University. Uh, yeah, okay. So. Oh yeah. So I don't, I don't really know. There's plenty. Of, He's basically a guy with guns, right? Like he's a bit like Yosemite Sam by the looks look of like him, him, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. So, um, so they got two mascots. One that's used when the masked rider is not allowed or would not be appropriate. So he looks basically like a cowboy, right? Like he looks yeah. the way he looks and guns up is their basically signal. I don't know. So and they are in Texas. So yeah, exactly. Um, listen, I think all all these sporting codes and clubs you know the, the the names that they've used you know cleveland have the cavaliers and you know cleveland indians and cleveland their indians. chief wahoo logo that's I right so got rid of that. washington redskins you know yeah. they, these are all names that have been deemed by to be offensive in some circles of the community chicago blackhawks yep yep can't can't say the word black <clears throat> if you're white well, that was reference to the Ind- an Indian tribe too. That's right, mm. but still, you know, saying like mm. it's it's. I mean, you I can think say it, the word black if you're white. Well, yeah, yes, yeah. sometimes. Sometimes. Um, definitely. Can't. I mean, America's definitely more PC. Can't put the words "I want to kill all" sure. in front of it, right? Like you don't say that. So. <laughs> Nor should you. No. Um, well, it's a fucking stupid thing to say. That's right. Yeah. Um, but you know, behind all these names, there's you know, the intent was never there to be mm. offensive. You know, it's just reference a period of time. Well, they were all started in like the 1920s or something like that, right? Yeah. When it's not that political correctness was different; it was just that those those offensive terms probably weren't seen as offensive at the time. But yeah. but they could still have been, right? Like, I mean, it really is only over time. I mean, that that wasn't the 1920s weren't exactly the most balanced of times. No, of course not. So you probably right? find so. most of these these team names have a history of uh, of mm. something that you can draw back and say, oh, mm. this is. This isn't good in this day and age. Yeah, that's right. Maybe even the Cronulla Sharks can, should consider changing their name out of respect for all the victims of shark attacks. No, potentially. You know, are we going to get to that point where... They'll just... need to change it when they move to Perth, remember? Well, I think the Perth shark is a better fit. No, yeah, it could be. <laughs> Cottesloe Beach is renowned for it. Yeah. Anyway, so it's interesting. Political correctness in sport. It, it, it certainly has a place because sport is a big business. But sometimes it gets out of hand. Is that how you would summarise your, your thoughts? 100%. And it's the mm. same as in just general society. You know? yeah, yeah. Pe- people are going to find a reason to be offended by anything. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I can probably, you know, go so far as to say that if there was no money in sport, mm. then changing a team's name to things like that wouldn't ever be a problem. Yeah, It's just because of perceived image and brands and sponsors not wanting to align yeah. uh, with, you know, any potential controversy. Uh, and running away and doing other things. Yeah. Um, just quickly, do you have any? I know you'd want to talk about uh, Israel Folau, but what do you think he'll uh, end up doing? Uh from a career perspective. Yeah. Do you think he's going to come back to the NRL? No, I don't, don't think, think so. so. I don't think the NRL would be stupid enough to sign him now. Well, they took back Matt Lodge. Yeah, but what Matt Lodge did wasn't, you know, <coughs> as well, like. They've taken back a lot of idiots, right? But the one of the things... So, here's the thing, right? I don't think the ARU are offended by what um, Israel Folau said. No. And that's not a slight on them. I think they sacked Israel Folau, or they intend to sack Israel Folau, 
because it will cost them a lot of money in sponsorship dollars and yes. and and people coming to to watch the game, yeah. right? Because, um, you know, I feel if it like, was a World Cup, if it wasn't a World Cup year, mm. what do you think? Oh, I think it'd still be the same. Now, I think the reaction would still and should still be the same. For everyone listening, mm. we've actually the footy's just finished and the Tigers have scored an upset win over the Broncos. Yep, great win for the Tigers. Mm. Um, the late show footy shows just come on yep. and they're all dressed as Game of Thrones characters. And I must yep. say, yeah, it is outstanding. <laughs> You're a Game of Thrones. Matty fan, Johns, eh? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm impressed. Matty Johns does a great Jon Snow. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know any of the characters. I don't watch Nathan Hindmarsh is uh, Drogo, Carl Drogo, the Dothraki guy on the, is he on the, the guy? horse. Okay, he's the big guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know who the Night King is. Who's the Night King? Who co-hosts? Paul Kent? No. Is it Paul Kent? No, no. Uh, it might... I don't know who that is, but... What, which one's the Night King? It might, it might King. be Gordon Tallis. which one the Night King is. Is that that guy? Yeah, that's the Night King. Okay. That's outstanding. Oh, I don't know. Well, the makeup department. That makeup. Holy moly. Sports have done a good job, haven't they? So for anyone uh, who's... Um, that might be uh, Fletcher's Verus. Wow. Mm. It's really good. So uh, if you can, everyone, jump onto the web. Look up Fox Sports footy show Game of Thrones dress up. Very, very impressive. I'm trying to tell, tell those teeth. I it's Steve Roach or Gordon Tallis. I don't know. He looks like a pretty decent... I don't know. He's done, they've done pretty well anyway. Well, Righto, Strudy, what else is going right. on in sport, so mate? Okay, cool. Um, news this week, okay. Big news uh, of one NRL player. We spoke about him before, Val Holmes. Valentine Holmes. Being assigned to the New York Jets in the NFL as yep. a, the practice squad international player, yep. whatever that means. Yeah. Um, we bagged Valentine Holmes. Oh, I bagged Valentine Holmes a little while ago for having a crack at the NFL. Yeah. And, and I'm... Still don't think it was the greatest career move. But I guess I've probably turned my opinion around in the sense of not because he's been assigned to to, to play now, and, he, and, and well, not to play, but to, to train with the team. Um, so he's kind of made it. I, I guess I did think about it, oh, like listening to recent commentary around his, his assignment to the Jets. I, I'm impressed by the fact that, um, that what he, that, you know, was there a risk in what he did? Not really. Like, he's going to go over there. He's going to have a crack at it. He's a young guy. He'll come back and probably, you know, if he doesn't make it over there, if he does, good luck to him. But if he doesn't, then I think he'll still come back and have a pretty successful career in the NRL yeah. wherever he decides to And leaving to play so young, that. like Val Holmes at the age of 23 or mm. however old he is now, he has achieved everything you could mm. possibly imagine in rugby league. Yeah. He's won a premiership. Mm. He's played Origin and won an Origin series. He's yeah. re- represented Australia. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, he holds records for mm. clubs and, and things like that. Yeah. So, and he needed to get out of the Sharks. Yes. Because they were a sinking ship. Yeah, that's right. And he yeah. did that. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like, his, his spot isn't guaranteed. I think I was reading somewhere that he's got four games, four trial games to, to prove his worth. But, I mean... If you're the New York Jets or the NFL as an organisation, uh, if you want to grow your brand and your sport mm. and awareness to other overseas markets, well, it's, it's a smart play. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, yeah. obviously, Val well, the Holmes, NFL has done a similar thing in terms of their, um, you know, their international players that they accept. That's why 
Ireland, like Irish players, yeah. have been a fair hunting ground for them, you know? Like, yep. And, you yeah. know, now their sort of AFL is sort of, you know, turning their attention to, um, you know, uh, US athletes in college basketball and obviously, yep. you know, uh, Australian former college basketball players yep. um, who've come back and, you know, joined the NBL and left. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one this week uh, yep. did the same thing. Tom Wilson from the Kings is apparently leaving the NBL to yeah, uh, he's join, prom- the, join an AFL club. Promising young boomer, hopeful, is now going to play his trade at AFL. You know, but for those guys... Category B rookie or In, in ter- terms of, like, long-term career and what you can earn, mm. definitely more money in Australian football oh, yeah. um, than what there is in well, basketball, even if, if, you're, if you're not at the, at, at the pointy end. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And, and actually, I read the interviews with Tom Wilson, basically, that when he announced that he was going to the AFL, and he, he basically said... You know, what he alluded to was that he has started to realise that he will not reach the level that he would 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 have hoped in basketball. He's not going to reach the pinnacle of the sport. He knows that now. Yeah. So he knows that he would probably always just simply be a very good NBL player, if anything, and probably just that, and maybe a boomer's you know, regular, but maybe not a certain selection when the NBA guys come back. That's right. And so he's decided that that's not quite enough for him and he's going to have a crack at the AFL. Which is fair enough. I, I yeah, can, I can understand that. And yeah, his absolutely. capacity for earnings is obviously going to be a lot yeah. a lot higher. Plus also, he's you know, he's been playing AFL since he was very young. So That's right. And a, 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 lot, a lot of those kids who <clears throat> come out of the, the southern states uh, who do do rep basketball as mm. a junior, they always... Play second sport. Yep. Uh, even uh, Della Vadova mm. was saying on a podcast he I listened to a few months ago, he played junior forty up to about fifteen, sixteen. Yep. And then when basketball started to get a bit serious, mm. he was you know confronted with a, a decision to make as to yep. what he's going to do, and he obviously went the basketball avenue, which has worked out well. Yeah. Um, but there's probably less Matthew Della Vadovas and more Tom Wilsons out there, right? Hundred percent. Like, so yeah. You know. Now there's been a precedent already of that happening. Yep. Just just back to Val Holmes. I mean, he is a phenomenal athlete. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, his 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 splits mm. and his his numbers were up there. You know, in terms of athleticism, with a lot of the you know guys have been doing it for a long time. So yeah, I still think he's pushing shit uphill to make the NFL. But I like I oh, think of course. I mean, the amount of athletes that they have over there and those people have been playing the sport since they were young and also I think on performance enhancing drugs for a lot longer than Val Holmes will have been like it's very hard to compete against those guys right like yeah. like you know Valentine Holmes has been conditioned as a person to play 80 minutes of a sport where you are talking about a, a game that has 11 minutes average actual playing time you know mm-hmm. and it, now now and, and that's not a slight on the NFL, right? Don't get me wrong. I love the NFL in terms of a sport. And and I like it for different reasons than what probably most people like it. I like the NFL because it's it's like this, that a play in the NFL for everything to work properly is absolutely amazing, right? Yes. Like the amount of work that goes into, because of how congested and athletic these people, and, and, and how tight that field is it's like a Swiss watch oh mate it, for a play to actually come off and work with 11 guys moving in different like like different motions and, and everything else it is quite good to watch when it's done well you know so yeah. um, and, and what I think is is that's what makes it so hard to pick up yep. and that's why I think Valentine Holmes will struggle because it's why I think Jared Haynes struggled because he didn't have an instinct 
an instinct for the game is what sets the good the the good people apart from the great people. Yeah. So I feel like you know, and, and I think now in order for Valentine Holmes to get there, he's gonna have to do a lot more than what he currently does. So yeah. Anyway, it'll be a push and a stretch. But you know, we we wish him well. Absolutely. Um, and then you know, um, yeah. Go Val. Go Val. I I, I I support him in his endeavour. In his endeavour. You do. You just want him back at the Sharks. No, well, I mean, we'll put, okay, so he's not coming back to the Sharks. If he was to return to the NRL, Cronulla would either have to release him from his deal. Mm. He would either play for us mm-hmm. um, to see the deal out, mm-hmm. um, or he would uh, just not play at all yeah. um, and not do anything for another six months and then re-sign with his new club, which would yeah. be the Cowboys for 2020. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I probably see Val in this for the long game, and you know, if 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 there's no nothing to say that if he doesn't get picked up by the Jets mm. uh, long term, yeah, uh, you know that squad that someone else may not take a flyer on him. Yeah, um, because you know, like it's chump change for what he's been paid. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like so, um, there'd be a couple of teams out there willing to, you know, risk a couple of hundred thousand. Yeah. Absolutely. Because he might pay off. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't cost him that much anyway. So, you know, I think they'd probably give it a crack. Now, the final four, Streety. My favourite sporting event of the year always. Yes. Concluded on Tuesday. Yes. Did you watch it? I I haven't watched the entire championship game, but I have watched most of it. Yeah. I like to savour the championship game from the NCAA final four. So I'll be sitting down this weekend when I have more time to actually watch the entire thing. But obviously, I watched enough to understand who won and how they won and all that kind of stuff. The Virginia Cavaliers. Yeah. Right? So, the story behind Virginia, last year, they were a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Well, they had the school that had all the issues with the protests and the and the um, racial things, the Charlottesville and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm not was, sure. it, was it I somewhere don't... up there? Was it? Yeah, I'm I don't pr- know. Pr- pretty sure it was the campus at, at Virginia. I'm not really sure. I can't remember. Well, I mean, in terms of basketball, its, in through its history, they've had you know, like obviously issues in those areas. the The big story going into this year's tournament were that Virginia were a number one seed last year, and they were the very first and 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 the only number one seed to ever lose to a 16 seed. Yeah. So last year they were bundled out by UMBC. Um, who actually went on a tear through that tournament last year to make the final four? Yes. Um, and you know, quite an amazing tear for a number sixteen seed. Um, and Were they that sh- the Chicago school? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. Well, so, they, they made the elite eight, didn't they? They did. Well, no. So they went all over the final four. Oh, they last did. Year. That's yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, so Virginia, they didn't lose to somebody that was really bad. Um, so. What they they did was lost to uh, a team that was, you know, quite good, obviously. But Can I just interrupt again? Yeah. Fox Sports, the footy show, I've just showed Israel Folau's screen, he, the image he posted. Yeah. But it didn't have the little X in the corner. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Fox Sports have got it from the the legit original source. The legit original source. Israel right. Folau just copied out and screen snapped someone off a Google image because it's got the cross in it. But they had doctored it. Reckon they made their own? Yeah, well, because it said an egg, egg sandwich because they oh, were giving right. shit to Craig Bellamy about turning down an egg sandwich. He's got sweaty armpits. He does have armpits. 
Oh, anyway, anyway, back to Thorn. The Cavaliers. It was a great redemption story. What is is the point that I'm trying to make? They came back this year and basically they made it. Um, they made this tournament their own. They got lucky. There was a lot of controversy, right? So the big story around Final Four this year was who progressed. Referees calls oh. was what was what the big story is, right? So, so in the championship game there was uh, a foul called, um, but effectively. You know, could have potentially cost Texas Tech the game, right? And even before that, there was a lot of different referees' calls that were quite controversial, um, which saw a lot of people through, um, you know, exactly what it was that whether or not Virginia deserved to win it, they people feel like they got a fair helping hand from the referees, which I don't think was true. Streety, I mean, do you think referees decide games? Um, they definitely their influence mm. was they or they had a large fingerprint mm. um, in the game, which you know the final four match in which Virginia made made the final. So you're talking about the Auburn game, the semi final. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the controversial foul call. Well, not even that. About one and a half the, seconds the, to go. The play before that, where he dribbled off his foot, or the double dribble, the double dribble that they missed. That, that, and the referee was right there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like yeah. that's inexcusable. You can't like uh, if if the ref whistled that, game over. Yeah, but you could go back for no, the no. entire forty minutes before that. You could go back and you could pick any number of 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 issues, like that. I think you would that you could say. Well, if they reverse that call, no, if they well, got that call different. Some calls at certain points of the game have mm. more impact than other calls. Yeah. Because if you if you miss a foul or you call whistle a foul in the first minute, and obviously the the impact or the gravity of that call isn't as big in context of the game than a referee with two or three seconds remaining misses a double dribble. Um, yeah, but what if he missed? What but what if a minute before that he missed a call for all, like a double dribble against Auburn? Well. And and that didn't get so my point over. is because the, the later the game goes, yeah. the more magnified and more importance. Yeah, well, that, those, that's those, the more important have. shot is the more important. Uh, you know, if you don't hit the last shot, then you lose the game. And people right? say that you was a, that's the biggest shot of the game. Yeah, so yeah the I same, know what you're same goes for the refs. Well, I just think it's bullshit putting something on a referee. I but just I mean, think it's a load of shit. But all, you didn't win the game. You weren't good enough. Like, I mean, you, know, you can point to a thousand uh, different things with, that you could have done different in the game to change it, but mm. the fact of the matter is yeah. that the referee should not have missed such an obvious... I mean, he was looking right at him. Yeah. It's, it's like... 72,000 people. We're on a national stage here. You're like, standing less You've than, got a split second to make that You're decision. less than two metres away from the dude yeah. in full view... Yeah. And, and and you should be knowing we should should know the uh... yeah I think it's right. but anyway like the the, co- the commentators in the final I've watched it made reference to the fact that Virginia um, capitalised and, and yeah. had a had a run of friendly calls mm. um, but that's the way the cookie crumbles yeah absolutely that is the way it goes so in terms of re- of, of a redemption story well they deserved it they they went from. You know, best first to worst to first again. That's right, exactly. Um, They're back and probably saved Tony Bennett's job, the coach. So you know, I think uh, he might have some NBA teams knocking on his door soon. Being he's oh, a, he's a yeah. former NBA player, but he's the sort of guy that I don't know why you d- would, doesn't want to deal with the rubbish. <laughs> if you're a college basketball coach at his level, he gets paid a decent amount of money. I don't know why you'd bother oh, going to the NBA. A few million a year easily now. No, absolutely. 
We're yeah. going to be extending his deal. Well, it sounds like we're going to be interrupted here in episode 24, doesn't it? Yes. Ford, it sounds like you've got a baby crying there, mate. Yeah, let me just get up and uh, fix, fix can, the dummy up. See if I can fill for a little while for you, mate. Yeah, so, you've never done this before. so no, uh, I'm going to go a little bit solo. We're going to talk a little bit about... Why don't we move on to something, Strudy, you would love to fill your ears with while, while he's gone. We'll talk a little bit about... The NBA playoffs. So, well, not quite yet. We're, we're going to do that in a second. But we did discuss. Oh, you want me to go back to something else? Yeah, the father-son. Um, oh yeah, Michael okay. Schumacher's boy. Yeah, right. Raced for Ferrari. He last did. Week. And he got pretty big raps. It's a big story. Yeah. They loved him. They did say that he was a pretty good racer, old Junior Schumacher. So to, today, in 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 the episode, what we were going to uh, tell you guys about was some of the. Uh, more famous sporting families that you kind of that we kind of felt deserved a mention and uh obviously there's you know a few names in australian sport that come to mind so you know there's uh there's a the the johns brothers obviously fairly renowned in rugby league the war twins in cricket cricket's had a fair few actual family kind of connections like obviously Right now, the Marsh brothers are stinking up bloody every Australian team, even though we don't pay attention to cricket. You know, Ian Healy and his niece, Alyssa, she's a pretty good cricket player as well. Um, We've got, obviously, a fair list of family connections, and we're going to take you through probably some of our favourites. But uh, I think the ones that Streety had done a little bit of research on, I think, were probably some of the best. So, Streety, why don't you take us through some of the, the the sporting connections in families that you thought were worth a mention, mate? Yeah, so, um, obviously, Michael Schumacher, Mick Schumacher, is what yeah. kick, kick, uh, kicked it all off. Um, pretty much, so father-son, father-daughter sort of uh, situation. But the question is, will the child or Be- the son... As good as, as good or better as the father or, uh, the ex- or as the parent. Yeah, so it's kind of like a bit of an over under. Yep. Sort of thing. So well, Mick Schumacher has some pretty big shoes to fill. Yep. Um, but the raps are high. I mean, obviously, we, no one's going to know until um, you know the end of his career as to whether he's achieved more. So to- I think Mick Schumacher, the younger, yep. will be better than his dad. Okay, you go. Yep. Yep. Go on the over there. Yep. All right. Well, with some of these, we know uh, the case. Um, one close to our heart is the Dave Simmons, Ben Simmons. Yep. So obviously, no Ben is uh, Ben easily better than Dave. Yep, yep. Dave was an import in the NBL. Yeah. Ben has already crapped all over his dad's career <laughs> and wiped his ass with it. So he's an NBA All Star. If you're listening, Dave, you probably aren't. But if you are, that's what I think. Yes. And that's for beating us in the All bloody right. Division One so domestic one. league grand final about okay. rank, twelve years ago. Rank the Curry family in order. So you've got uh, Del Curry, the dad, mm. Steph Curry, yeah, and then Seth Curry. Yeah. Um. So I would rank it as Steph Curry, yeah, Aisha Curry, <laughs> Del Curry, and then Seth Curry. Seth Curry is dead set in that league because his brother's really good. Anybody that plays for Portland is Seth shit. Curry went to Duke. He was, top, he was a 10th t- pick in the draft. Sure he did. Yeah, that's great. But he wasn't the most synonymous person that we would like to associate Duke's fantastic name with. No. So, 
Yeah, so, there's a reason why he's there, and that's probably because my ranking would be Steph. Obviously, um, out. Nah, I was just kidding, he's so. he's outperformed his father as an NBA player. He has absolutely two-time MVP, yeah. three-time champ. I, I would probably say Steph, Dell, Seth. Same as me. That's what I've got. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we've got a father-son coaching um, combo here with Ivan and Nathan Cleary. Yep. Who? Who has a bigger impact? Who has a bigger impact? Who? I mean, Ivan was pretty handy. As a player? He was a handy player, he great was goal a handy kicker. Player, yeah. But he, I don't think he ever played Origin. No. And he certainly But does his son deserve to play Origin, or is he only playing because there's no one else to play halfback? Well, yeah, the Blues have had a bit of a lack of halfback, haven't they? Um, so if Ivan Cleary was around today, he probably would play Origin. No, I don't know. No, he, would. he wouldn't. That's not true. He's a fullback. Yeah, that's right. He wouldn't. He wouldn't get in, in with today's no. crop. No. Um, so I'm going to go the over on Nathan Cleary. I think Nathan Cleary is the better of footballer of the two. Yep. Even though it's pretty early so on in his career, both fantastic yep. goal kickers. I mean, so right now, Nathan uh, Cleary was clutch last week. He won yeah. the game for him. The younger version, the younger version of the sporting families is winning by a country mile. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, what about what do you think about Schumacher? Do you think Schumacher's kids going to be better than him? I don't know enough about motor racing to do it, but what do you think about your own kids? Do you think your own kids will be better than you at sport? That's always the hope, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose because what so that might make you money. No, just I don't know. You always want what's best for your children. I don't know. I wouldn't want my kids to be worse than me. Okay. Yeah. Well, at least then I wouldn't feel bad. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Right. Um. Anyway. Here's one for you. Deep down. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Hmm. Wayne Pierce or Mitchell Pierce? Oh, this is a tough one actually. Oh, Wayne Pierce for sure. He was he was a fan, he, he was a fantastic. I player. feel Wayne Pierce's career as a footballer. Mitchell Pierce is a dickhead. He's a bit over a bit, bit overshadowed a bit overshadowed. I can't take Mitchell Pierce. A bit underrated. Yeah. I mean Wayne Pierce was probably more known for his good looks in the late eighties. Yeah. But he was a he was a weapon footballer. Yeah, I reckon he was. Yeah. Yeah. Even with the massive shoulder pads he used to wear. He was. I reckon he was a great footballer. Um, He was one of the best, right? I mean, Mitchell Pearce is handy. I probably think Mitchell Pearce might even give the all-time most games played a bit of a shake towards the back end of his career. Club games, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. But do you think... He he, he might be like a a top five most games played ever player. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. but does he? Is he an Origin player? Like his old man played his heart out for the Blues too, didn't he? Yeah. And for Australia, I'm going to go Wayne Pierce as the yeah. better, more. Accomplished. I think Wayne Pierce was the better player, but you know Mitchell Pierce may have more longevity in him. Has Mitchell Pierce played for Australia. Out. I think he would have had at least once. Yeah, he probably has. Maybe yeah. on a kangaroo tour against France or something. Well, like. yeah, he's probably on one of the Kentucky kangaroo yeah, tours. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking <clears> Wayne there. So you yeah. you got Wayne as well. Yeah. Um. All right. Hmm. Um. Gary Ablett, yeah, Gary Ablett Jr. Oh, uh, I the the senior for sure. Gary Ablett senior. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Gary Ablett senior with like his nickname was God. Like they, so Gary Ablett Jr. was ab was absolutely an amazing player, but he was definitely not um the like the player that his old man was. I don't agree. I don't. You're looking at me skeptically, but I think Gary Ablett Senior was absolutely the better of the two. I mean, there was like when Gary Ablett Junior was mm. at his peak, many were calling him the the but, goat, the greatest player ever. Yeah, but his but but his peak didn't last as long as what his his old man's did. 
I what I would probably say is this: Gary Ablett Jr. damaged his legacy by going to the Gold Coast Suns. Right. So I feel like that lessened the impact that he had on the AFL and reduced his his career to being less. I than agree with that, but I think the AFL were pretty heavy handed in that as well. They wanted to make the Gold Coast work, and oh, I think they, they, they fed paid, the Gold Coast a lot of money. And well, yeah, them. I mean, I'm sure Ablett got paid, you mm. know, like his wage plus another mm. two wages worth of money to play on the Gold Coast. Absolutely. I mean, he's back with the Cats now and still pretty decent. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay. That, Not the player he's old man. That's but. a good one. Um, Michael Jordan and his sons. Oh, well, I mean, it's... No that, competition. i, I got to say, Michael Jordan's sons would have the toughest gig of any um, kin of a sporting great. Michael Jordan's illegitimate children would probably have a tougher gig because at least his sons get to carry this money. Well, if they even know it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Give me some predictions here. Um, what about LeBron James's son, LeBron oh, I James think Le- Junior? I think one of those kids. Well, it's hard, right? LeBron James at the moment. It's hard to say they're going to be better than him, but I think there's a good chance they'll be pretty good players. Yeah, because the eldest one is a, he's he's good now. So I mean, he, yeah. I've got no doubt. I mean, he's already been offered a verbal um, scholarship at Duke. Has he? Yep. Wow. Um, Standing agreement that he'll be. Who would give those out to anybody these days, don't we? Yeah, well, you know, uh, that's why he was there watching. Uh, you know, that's why we're not a Nike-sponsored Ni- school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, <laughs> oh, there's money getting thrown around there. Everywhere. Those guys talk sure. a lot. Absolutely. <coughs> okay, so um, well, we don't think um, LeBron James Jr. will eclipse his father in terms mm. of ability and accomplishments. Mm. We're both in agreement that he will be an NBA player and maybe yep. a, maybe a good one. Yeah, I believe through. so. Yeah. Um, same goes for D Wade, Dwayne Wade's eldest son. Yeah, is it Zaire? Zaire. Yep. Is that Zaire? Yep. Yeah. He was about two or three when D Wade got drafted. Yep. Out of college, uh, he also is a very handy player. Yep. Um, he's going to go to school somewhere soon too, isn't he? He's I've, been coming he's out. He's been of offered college? a contract. Uh, not a contract. Well. Contract, yeah. maybe. Let's just call them contracts, <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. Pretty much. He's yeah. been offered a scholarship, I think, at Nebraska. Um, yeah, is one okay. of the schools that's, that's, yeah, right. that's made it. Old Cornhuskers. Yeah. Another offensive name just because it's a shit name. Yeah. Um, who was the better war brother? Oh, this is the eternal argument, right? Uh, I like Steve Waugh. Steve Waugh, I, I love Steve Waugh. Okay. Who was the more talented? Mark Wall. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but Steve Wall just worked harder at it. Yes. Mark Wall is is that typical sibling that easily more talented. Yeah. But just didn't give a shit. Maybe because he knew he was better. Yep. But um. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Wall definitely had an edge. Yeah. That Mark Wall didn't. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep, I agree. <coughs> he had a chip on his shoulder that Mark Wall didn't have. Yeah. For sure, without a doubt. Yeah, I th- so I think yeah, and I, I still think more think... talent lied with 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 Mark War, um, but I think more drive and fire lied with Steve, for sure. Yeah, that's that why edge. But you know, it was funny that um, one of the tests Steve was dropped, and Mark yeah. War made his debut. And I think he made a, a ton on debut. I have to oh, really? cor- correct me if I'm wrong. But I yeah. think I think that's how, how it was an Adelaide test. Yeah, I think that's how that played out. Okay. Oh, All right. Um, what else we got? Well, this is a bit, a bit of a you know no contest, but uh, Muhammad Ali's daughter Layla Ali yep. became a successful female boxer in her own right. Yep. Um, well, and 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, Muhammad Ali and his legacy would be pretty hard to to um, to kind of to uh, to compete with. Yeah. But she had a pretty good career. Yeah. So I've just Googled, Mark Wall made his test debut against England at Adelaide Oval in January 1991, scoring a century. There you go. There you go, Strudy. Bit of an almanac. Yeah, there you go. A Middleton in my own Do right. Do you think your father knows more about sport than you? No. No, definitely he not. probably wouldn't. No. No. So, oh well, good luck to him. What about Aaron Phillips? Aaron Phillips' speech recently, when you talk about sporting families and those type of things. Her old man was an AFL player. Yep. Um, and what her speech was fantastic in the sense of what she said basically was uh, that because her she only has sisters. Yep. And she said as an AFL great, I think he played in the South Australian Football League. I don't know if he ever made the AFL. I'm not real quite sure about the whole thing. But what he basically what she basically said in her speech when she accepted the AFL Women's Player of the Year award was that her father had been ridiculed all his life for having three daughters, or people felt sorry for him basically yeah. um, because of the fact that he only had daughters and therefore he wouldn't get to experience the satisfaction of having someone following his footsteps on the footy field. And now Aaron's won three Player of the Year awards for the AFL Women's Competition. Yeah. And premierships and all that sort of stuff. Two busted ACLs doing yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. What she basically said, you know, well now, Dad, you can tell everyone to get stuffed. You know. Yeah. And she also fun. was an Olympic medalist for the for basketball for the Opals. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because I kind of thought my exact thought was, well, she'd already achieved a fair bit in sport. Yeah. Wouldn't he have already told people to stick it? Yeah. Like, did she have to make it in AFL to feel validated? And I thought, anyway, geez, there's a bit of a psycho- psychological lesson in that for you. Oh, I guess if you if you dig down to that, it's... Uh, yeah, poor Erin. She probably needs to go and see someone about that. Read a lot into that. Mm. Uh, Good luck to you. No wonder you gave up the They sport, did right? get 53,000 to their AFL Women's Grand Final. And you reckon that 49 of them didn't pay to go? Is that what you think? They got free tickets? I don't think they sold 53,000 tickets. No, they probably didn't. Fifty, but but I can tell it's you, it's a massive crowd. That's still a huge crowd. I mean, it's definitely so giving away. Even if you're giving away tickets, like people people don't just turn up because it's free. Well, it's Adelaide. Mm. What's what else is there to do on well, a Sunday? Well, it's the city of churches. You could go to church. You can't, yeah. Mm. Maybe. Well, it's not really the city of churches. Or That's what they call it. Mm. Rome would have a crap. I prefer to call it Radelaide. Radelaide. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So there's plenty of. Uh, Sports lineage. I don't think my kids will be good sportsmen because I'm not very good at it. So yeah. they're fighting it. Well, I, I I differ to you. My uh, you think I, your kids will be fantastic? Oh, I don't know about fantastic. Good though. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, you get disappointed in they your kids. They both won if... their. They both won their athletics cross country. Did they really? Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Weapon runners blew them away. Two. You've got two cross country champions in in the house. That's correct. That's fantastic. And Congratulations. I, so the running genes definitely don't come from me. No, definitely <laughs> not. Absolutely, you can hardly even walk on your knees. Yeah. Wow. Oh, well, that's cool. But yeah, you never know. They yeah. they enjoy it. Yeah, oh, good stuff. Yeah. Hmm. As a runner yourself, I'm sure you could appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully, my children will. I hope they don't follow in my footsteps. I'm sure. Yeah. Hopefully, someone teaches them. Maybe they're. Couple maybe more things. Maybe we've their stepdads. Um, once, once <laughs> I get divorced, mm. we've had a request to discuss or touch on the masters. We briefly did yeah. at the start. 
Um, well, I don't, you know what I want to touch on on the Masters? You know what I know about the Masters? I don't necessarily know who's going to win. Um, I know it won't be Tiger Woods. Well, yeah. I, my, my question was, Tiger probably won't, won't win it. Mm. Um, but they froth over there in America mm. over over Tiger still. Yeah. Is a top 10 finish like a win for Tiger now? Uh, yeah, probably. Well, I don't know. Like, he's... Does Tiger Woods still care about whether he wins or not? I think he cares now. Does he? I think after his back issues and his surgery, mm. and he's kind of re- reinvented himself. He's yeah, yeah. He's probably out there to prove that hey, I, I can do this. He came close a couple of years ago, didn't he? Yeah, he did come close. Um, to years and I think I don't know if it's winning the Masters. Or you know, it's the whole redemption sort of you know yeah. story that people love, and um, you know, getting back on Tiger's bandwagon. Yeah. Um, he's about the only golfer I know, along with Adam Scott and yeah. Um, Leishman, the other Aussie. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, um, I got no idea about the professional golfers these days. Look, honestly, I couldn't tell you who's going to win. Like I said, I wouldn't even hazard a guess as to who's going to win. Like I, was I know John Daly's not going to win. <laughs> I know Tiger Woods isn't going to win. Happy Gilmore's probably an outsider. Yeah. You know. But I tell you what, I really there's like. a bloke called Woodstock or something like that that people like to oh, yeah. get on. So maybe we'll. Um, I I read a that. really a really good article. I will tell you what, I will say about the but Master. This is what we will talk about. Some of the secrets of Augusta. All right. The famed course that's there. Right? Well, I've actually got a friend. He's gone over specifically to watch. He got tickets in oh, the yeah? lottery, and he's yeah. over there at the moment. Shout out to Milton Gann. Milton Go Milton. Gann. Enjoy Go your Milton. golf. So it's a lottery to get tickets to go. Yeah, he had to play. So he's for a something. big. He's a big. Golf fan, is he Milton? He is now, yeah. Sounds like it, with a yeah, name like top, Milton. He's a top bloke. Yeah, good. Go Milton, have a go, mate. That's good. I, yeah, I love it when people get to go and watch the sporting event of their dreams. Yeah. Like, that's fantastic. He's going to have the time of his life. You did that? You saw Duke win the uh, NCAA a few years that's ago? That's exactly right. I did feel like I won the lottery. That I'll be watching a handful of NBA games in you November will. on you the will. East Coast. You're going on your own little individual sports and spit trip. That's right. We'd, out me, but like with a couple of others. Yeah, I'll make sure I get some media credentials before I go. <laughs> Do it. That would be pretty good. So, the secrets of Augusta that we mentioned. I read this great article that I wanted to share with you guys. Because I watch the Masters, if I get a chance, on the telly. Yeah. Because of, it's just a spectacular kind of yes. thing to see. Yeah. And so, I can I can understand why people want to go there and watch it. So, what I... What but what I read was a couple of things that maybe shattered that myth for me right. the other day. So, Go ahead. Fake birds. What? Right? Fake birds. So, your organisers um, actually also American broadcaster CBS pump bird noises out during the coverage, right? So, oh. um, so there's a distinct lack of bird life around the course. I don't know whether it's been deliberately a, a result of a culling. Well, program there might be a lot of or, other fake birds with fake. Collagen lips inserts <laughs> and fake tits and well, you know, to chase around the golfers, fake smiles, yeah, yeah. probably would too. All right, fake birds, fake on. birds, dyed water, right? So the ponds at Augusta, yeah, apparently, according to um, one of a journalist who played the course, took a sample of water from the pond on the fifteenth green, revealed that the water contained food dye similar to the to the food dye you'd put on a birthday cake. To colour it. Oh, yep, I, I would agree. I, I was working mm. out at Mudgee yep. uh, a few weeks ago mm-hmm. um, and on the property I was at, yep. uh, they had a pond yep. and they dyed it. They, they dropped dye in the Drop pond dye into to it. change the colour. There you go. Make it like a dark greeny sort of colour. Well, the same as Augusta. And it was food dye. Yeah, right. Thing. Food yep. dye. Yep. 
Now they paint the grass. I'm not surprised at that. No. But any any brown patches or anything that's not coming up as pristine as they'd like it. Maybe the S- it. SCG should uh, look at painting should. their grass because that's a bit of a yep. a dog's breakfast at the moment. Yep. It's in the cricket ground. Now the other big revelation here in this article was the bunkers are not actually filled with sand. Right? It's not sand. So the bright white sand is actually a waste product from mining and it's a substance called quartz. That's why they're so white. You're kidding. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? I feel violated. Yeah, so do I. It was I've been watching it. Now, hold on. Okay, all right. That's amazing. Well, that is. Now, I've mm. got... Now, us punters that go out and play golf every now and then yeah. get caught in the sand traps in mm. actual sand. Yeah, that's right. And it's like... Not the boys on the Masters, it's mate. It's like we spend a bloody week in that bunker trying to get out of the damn yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. But these guys are hitting out of a, di- of a different substance, which you could argue... Gives them an advantage. Absolutely. That's right. That is... So when you watch the Masters on the weekend and you think, it, oh, mate, that's amazing. On Monday when the bloke comes down the 18th and you think, yeah, but I'm fucking better it's than like you. It's like you nailed it out of the bunker. It's like, well, it's not sand. No, that's right. It's quartz. It's bullshit. Mm. Yeah, but it's quartz, cool. you could argue, is less coarse than sand. Therefore, oh, you definitely the, could argue that shit. Therefore, the um, mm. resistance yeah. and, and you know, all that stuff on the ball, yeah. man, that's, that's terrible. Hey, you see, it's a revelation, mate. What else you got there? Uh, the only other thing, uh, as I yawn, apologies because it's getting late tonight. Um, the only other thing is is that there's uh, a number of clubhouses as you go around, right? Yep, Apparently yep. on Augusta, so, kind of like the apres ski in the in the yeah Alps, yeah yep. exactly. So like little kind of like uh, yeah little cottages or whatever. Yep. One of them, Dwight Eisenhower, the old U.S. president. I think it was Dwight. Was it Dwight? Maybe let me double check that. Anyway. So basically, yeah, former U.S. President Dwight Eisenhower, he was a member of Augusta, and he had one of those fitted out, yeah. and they converted it to a three-story building because it needed to include a basement for the Secret Service operations when he was around there playing. Right. So anyway, so if you go there, what do you think happens when the president basement. wants to get some action with his with his wife? Probably goes to the Secret basement. Secret Service are there. They just they probably listen. yeah. They no, probably know what going. goes on everywhere. Yeah, you know, it could be an imposter dressed up as his wife. Jeez. Could be. Yeah. His body double. Um. There you go. I can't, I can't get over that sand. That's mm. um. Yeah, that's right. It's amazing. Well, you yeah. learn something every day. So good luck to the boys in the Masters. But you're not playing the real real game of golf, I don't think. But anyway. Um. Now we're an hour in. We've got a couple more segments to go, so this yeah. is a like a extra bonus content for our, yeah, our listeners, right. just because there's a lot to cover. Well, when you're when when you're sitting there in chocolate regret next weekend, yeah, that's right. And you're looking for something to do. You can you flick get, on more sports. Well, and spit. yeah, we'll go for that long walk. Yeah, save episode twenty four. Yeah. You know, maybe listen to the first hour and six. Put a couple of wireless earphones in, like you don't look like a dickhead at all. Go for a long ride or a run. It freaks me out wireless earphones. Um, anyway. Whilst we got Fox Sports on, and there, you know, Paul Kent is dressed as uh, you know, Tyrion Lannister costume. Well, I, I, I got to wrap these guys. Is. Paul Kent is that journo. No, I don't know who oh, the Tyrion other bloke Lannister. is. You need to know. watch Game of Thrones. It's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so four weeks in in NRL, I got some questions for you. Okay. It's called little games called surprise or no surprise. Oh, I like this. All right, so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna rattle off some uh, some current things in NRL. I want you to give me a surprise, no okay. surprise. Okay, right here. First one. Penrith Panthers struggles. No surprise. And why? Well, if I wasn't trying to give you shit, I would have picked the Panthers as being a potential wooden spoon club. Okay. So so I picked the Sharks, and I'm happy to stand by the Sharks as receiving the wooden spoon. But I would have probably... My like my revelation bet would have been for 
the Panthers to get the wooden spoon. Gus Gould is a dead weight and needs to leave the league. Well, I mean, Gus Gould doesn't really have much to do with them at the moment. Yeah, it doesn't matter, but he's associated with your club. You're never going to be a success. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And obviously their um, off-season dramas with their, you know, amateur uh, movie um, debacles. That's right. Is, yeah. is obviously has Absolutely. been affected. I, th- I think they got it lucky. has taken a toll. They, they shouldn't have won that game last week versus the Tigers. No. Um, they were, and that, I only and watched the Tigers the last... will regret that and rue that considering what they've done to the Broncos tonight. But they could be top of the table after mm. beating the Broncos tonight. So yeah, that'll definitely be a loss. They'll look back on and think we should have won that. Yeah, so no, su- no surprises. No surprises in the Panther struggles. All right. Parramatta's 3-1 and one start. Um, that is a bit of a surprise. Yep. Uh, I didn't think they'd be 3-1. and one, Yeah. But I thought they'd be better than last year. So, yeah. So I think that's a surprise. And your your curse is lifted. Yeah. Um, well, like like once I get on on here, you'll go well. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. They lifted. they definitely out in Thurs Cronulla last week. They did. I think Cronulla went into that thinking that they win it pretty easily. Yeah. Um, Sean Johnson was a late withdrawal. Cronulla have surprised me. In a good or a bad way. In a good way. Why is that? Well, they've been better than I thought they'd be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're not completely hapless. I would, if I'm answering this question, I would say I'm not surprised by our start. Hmm. Um, by the Sharks' start? Yeah, I would have expected us to be 3-1. and one And, you know, um, we probably should have beaten Parramatta. And, you know, it, you could go so far as to say that uh, we probably threw threw away round one against the Knights. Yeah. Um, but a part of me says that not, the Knights were always going to win that first game of the year. Yeah. Um, well, they had enough time to prepare. All right, them. next one. Gordon, tell us his stinging assessment of the Broncos. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, do you know what I'm surprised at? I'm surprised. I, I am a bit surprised that he he hasn't let up on the Broncos, right? And he's personally given it given it to a number of players. Yeah. But, so you typically see, like, I am a little bit surprised by it, but I like it. Right. So, yes. so what I'm saying is, is that I you don't necessarily see like the game and any game is usually filled with ex players commentating yeah. and adding opinions, but you don't often see them come at their old club and their, and the players that they'd probably usually spend time with, like Gordon has yeah. against the Broncos. Right. He doesn't obviously doesn't give a shit what they think about him. Right. No. Which I really applaud, and I think he's fantastic because I think it's a great, honest opinion, and I think more of it is needed in sport. And I it's think good, that's because, what you know. Uh, I, I I kind of applaud Gordon for getting on the front foot. I mean, I hate yeah. the Broncos, and yeah. they there's no doubt they've had a cutting of Teflon all, all yeah. these years. Absolutely. So it's nice to see them struggle a bit and uh, be but called you know out what? for like, it. The, the, you know, the, one of the things that they around all of that Bronco criticism was that. Uh, they are an underachieving club at the heart of it. That for what they have, like for the money that they have, for the amount of third party agreements that they can throw around, to to have only won as many premierships as they have, it, like and not have won one in a long time, they are underachieving for sure. Yeah. So he's calling out probably what's correct up there. And they're now after five rounds, one and four. This yeah. is probably gonna be at least in their sort of top two or three. Mm. Worst starts to a season. Yeah, 
I don't know why they thought that Anthony Seabold was going to turn things around for them. I don't know that he's a great coach. But I mean, I don't know what they what the big rap on him was. There's definitely a propensity to overreact in the early rounds, and it's very yeah, hard to, to to gauge form. And I'm sure they'll mm. turn it around. Mm. Um, but you know, like they they've been pretty sloppy. Yeah, um, you know, a lot of handling errors tonight, things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had the Broncos as being the grand final. Um, yeah. I still think they'll they'll be there towards the end of the year. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm a little bit surprised um, at their lack of form. Um, but I'm I'm not surprised that Gordon's gone after him because he's he doesn't mind a bit of controversy. It's I can't, yeah. I can't I, help but think that as being a, an ex club great, that maybe he's been burned, so he's got a bit of a a chip on his shoulder towards him at the moment. Yeah. Right, well, yeah, one. there could be more behind his yep. his enthusiasm for the for the sledge. Surprise or no surprise about the Canberra Raiders flying under the radar with a sneaky 3-1 and one start. I love when the Canberra Raiders have a good start because I know it eats away at you because you hate <laughs> Ricky Stewart. So, like, uh, look, I am a bit surprised at their start. Um but I've always felt like they had a good side. Yeah, uh, in my mind, I think they're a bit of a dark horse. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. And I think the problem with the Raiders are, in the last couple of years, they've folded when expectations have been pretty high. Yeah. Um, much like Cronulla, uh, if you take the 90s out, hmm. or the mid-90s, the Raiders have continually disappointed their fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you know, like, you know what, though? But the Green Machine have a pretty decent team there. They've got a, a fullback, a Kiwi kid that I, I can't, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name. Mm. Um, but he's one of the top sort of top five performing NRL players so far this year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Raiders a bit sneaky. All right, here's the next one. Well, I, what I would say about oh. this: the Raiders are, are a team just like the St George Dragons. They'll win a lot of regular season games, yeah. but they'll do nothing in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they may end up changing their name. So, yeah, in the near true. future as well they could as per previously discussed alright yeah. uh, surprised or not surprised by Gold Coast Titans being awful no not surprised no, 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 no. nothing yeah, on the Gold Coast works street. for sport yeah just go to the strip club and just forget about it just leave it for what it is surprised or not surprised with Blake Ferguson being in the best form of his career oh yeah I'm actually a bit surprised at this but I'm not surprised that he thinks that means that he can get back into every other rep team going around. I think like he, he might find himself in an origin squad. I don't think he will. I think he's got a name put firmly through his... Like a black mark put firmly through his name. I think he's a dickhead. I think that if Parramatta continue to win games and you come to round seven or eight or nine, whenever the mm. origin team gets picked and he's in the top top two or three try scorers and Parramatta are sort of in the top four, yep. I think it, it gets to a stage where he can't be ignored. Yeah. Because he's he's been their best player all year. Yeah. You know what? You're probably right, actually. And the reason I say that is because he's probably less because I think they won't be able to ignore his form. I think they won't be able to hold him out of the Origin squad just because he's a dickhead. Yeah. Because the other two guys that took his spot are dickheads anyway, right? So yeah. James Roberts and um, uh, like what was, who was and Latrell Mitchell... Have both been involved this week in alcohol-related incidents. Yeah. Right. So Latrell Mitchell was removed from Old Bar, the Old Bar Hotel. Yeah. Apparently, and um, I think might have even been, I think he refused to leave and might have even been given a fine by police. Um, and uh, um, James Roberts was there's some CCTV footage of him being carried out of a pub. I heard that was old footage. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but yeah. like, but in which case, yeah. I don't like, know, I don't what know. I'm saying is, is that, is that, 
is that you won't be able to say, oh, Blake Ferguson shouldn't be in the side. Yeah, yeah. Because he's a dickhead, when the other blokes are dickheads as well. Yeah. So, so they're all dickheads. So yeah. just pick the ones playing the best. I kind of think that uh, I think Roberts was a bit lucky to get an Origin last year, and I mm. think he's he's no he's not even on a list uh, no. to be considered this well, year. Well, he's not even playing anywhere near close. Enough. No, he's a bit injured to too. All right, to. last one. Surprised or not surprised by Kalen Ponga going back to fullback? No, I'm not surprised at all. When when that whole decision, what I'm surprised at is that Nathan Brown probably will still have a job after allowing that to happen in the first place. So, according to... Do you think that has the potential to cost the Knights uh, a spot in the finals? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, because momentum's a big thing, right? And if you lose games early, especially for the Knights... Yeah, chasing your tail. You're chasing your tail, and so losing mentality, right? Like, the guys there go, oh, we're losing again, and this is what we've always done, and all blah, 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 all that sort of stuff, right? But what I would say is, is that, from what I understand and what was reported, that switch... Of those two guys in that team, so came Ponga from the players came from the players. Yeah, yeah, and they're roommates. Yeah, like right. and these are young kids. Like when you and I were young, and we had mates living with us, and you know we used to hang out a lot more than we do now. We came up with some pretty dumb ideas too. Well, yeah, I mean we didn't get the opportunity to enforce them in our workplace. We also conspired to when we played basketball on the same team not to pass the ball to the big guys. Yeah, that's right. Kick it around the perimeter. That's and right. Shoot when open. Exactly. That's right. We formed a whole team based on it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funnily enough, the NBA has copied that style of play. That's right. We so were revolutionaries. We, we are exactly right. Yeah, we are the right. Che Guevara of that's basketball. Right. That's us. Yeah, we are very much so. All right. Well, mm. m- my take on Ponga is he will be a 5'8 one day. I, th- I think it was a bit silly to, to bring in there now. He's so young, such a great ball runner. Mm. He creates... Utilize his talents as a footballer at fullback now, mm. and when it gets to the point where he slows down, you know he's probably you're not going to get the best out of him as a fullback by playing him at five eight. Yeah, he's he takes the line on too much as a five eight. He's gets tackled too much. Preserve him for as long as you can. Yeah, and then when he be you know he's a slight step slower, mm. he becomes smarter, and when the game slows down for him as a playmaker, that's when you bring him into five eight, and you have your younger athletic guys. As a fullback, but, yeah, I agree but that, with you. That but, that shouldn't happen mm. for another four or five years. Yeah, I just think like I wouldn't bother putting him at five eight. Like maybe I know why you would do it. Like the Darren Lockyer experience was a reasonable one in that space, but but actually, like have a look at Billy Slater. Like he was a great fullback. He never when they played him at five eight, he was horrible. Did he even play five eight? Yeah, a couple of times, yeah, but he okay. wasn't very good. But that's why you don't remember it, yeah. right? Like, and so, you know, like I think that's one of the reasons why I think Ponga should stay at fullback because he's an amazing fullback. Yes, and so, you know, just play him there. You he's know, a, like, he's a good player. Full stop. Yeah, don't make him like just because he's a good fullback doesn't mean he's going to be a good five eight. And just because he wants to be closer and wants to kick the ball, well, yeah, like I wanted to. We wanted to play striker in the soccer team, but I didn't because I wasn't very good at it. Yeah, so I did, yeah. and I wasn't very good. Well, the whole team wasn't very good. Four goals in two years. Well, it doesn't <laughs> it's probably about the amount we scored as a team. Yeah, I was pretty ordinary. Yeah. All right. Um, You're a board well, scorer. That's right. Hmm. That's enough of the. Well, it's good. Good. Some good NRL chat. Uh, I like good, that. Good game. Surprise! No surprise. Good segment. Hmm. 
Okay, now, so one hour and 20 minutes in. This is a long one. Uh, we're going to hit... What have we got left? The NBA playoff preview. NBA playoff preview. What yeah. a... Regular season's come to an end. Now, before we really hit these playoff matchups, a couple of things have happened in the last 24 hours. Yep. Dame, Dwayne Wade... And Dirk Nowitzki. ...played their final games of their careers. Good. Um... I don't know how Dirk's still standing. Like, that guy must be pieced together by tape. Yes, yeah. Hmm. Remarkable careers by both guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could make an argument. They're both in the top 20 greatest players ever. Mm-hmm. It'd be very hard to find an argument against that um, for, for both hard, of them. Isn't it? That would be a long 20 players, but that list of 20 players would be very long. So, like, if you sat here and actually listed the top 20 players in the NBA... There'd be a lot of people that would argue who should be on it and who shouldn't, you know? Anyway. Yeah. Mm. My my take on it is it, you know, do you go on talent or do you go on achievements? Yeah. Um, because if you went on talent, you certainly couldn't have anyone pre-1980s on that list. You reckon? Why? Just because players are better now. They're more talented athletes. They're, they have a greater skill set. It doesn't mean some of the greats from back then couldn't have survived in today's game. Maybe they wouldn't have thrived. No, I'd I probably know. disagree. Really? Yeah. Yeah, right. A lot of those guys did one thing, one thing well, and that's what made them great. But mm. in, in today's game, you need to yeah. do one, one thing great and three things well. Yeah. Okay. That's what's going to keep you on the floor. But anyway, yeah, right. um, so those guys wound up. So they're going to enjoy retirement and all that that entails and yeah. more than likely some media work yeah absolutely. as they often roll, they roll into that yeah um yeah Dirk an- would be a great another speaker, crazy thing that happened in the last 24 hours magic johnson resigned yeah as the gm of the lakers so why do you reckon that on, happened um because magic johnson's magic johnson and and he's got a lot of other cool shit going on in his life he doesn't really need the lakers shit that goes on with yes, him yep. yeah N- number one reason which is exactly what he said he did say that like he basically said i honestly I have more fun when I'm not the president. That's right. And and I also think that, honestly, he came into this thinking, I'm Magic Johnson. Yeah. I can turn this around. And yeah, because yeah. I'm Magic Johnson, I'll get all these players. Yeah, that's right. And, and this is going to happen. And, you know, yeah. um, the league will sort of, you know, allow it to happen. And, you know, yeah. my influence will, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll have a large fingerprint on this. However, yeah. I think in this day and age, um, a lot of people revolted against that. Yeah, you reckon? Yes. I mean, the yeah. Lakers are universally the most despised mm. <coughs> franchise in the league. So um, people don't want to do business with them. They don't want to see them do well. They don't yeah. want to, because they they have a TV deal unlike any other club. They, yeah, they yeah. earn $180, $190 million yeah. from their cable, which yeah. covers their, their wages. Yeah, yeah. They, they make all their money through merchandise and yeah. um, you know ticket sales and staple mm-hmm. cinema it's, it's mental so they they have a license to print yeah, yeah. so and they're, I, and they're and a big you know market what? I agree with you I think I think what happened here is Magic Johnson thought this was going to be really easy yes and and actually what he started to realise was was that there's a lot of work in it yes and it's made harder by all of those points you just raised right yes and, and I think actually what like you know what he probably thought the presidency of the Lakers was going to be like was more around, you know, one of those ambassador ambassador roles where you turn up to games when you feel like it and you, you know, and you go to practice no, when you feel man, like it. But yeah. There's actually a lot of work that they need to do and I don't think he didn't Magic do it. wants to do it. 
Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think he could be bothered. No, so. you, you point to several examples, but uh, the, his right hand man is Rob Palinka, a former agent, former Kobe Bryant's former agent. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he yeah. wanted into that NBA front office, so yeah. he goes, "Righto, I'm happy to get on board with Magic." Magic yeah. goes, "Sweet." Yeah. Happy to take this guy on. He can do all the stuff I don't want to do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. You know, scouting, going, than... going to things, mm. and you know, but like, there's definitely an arrogance from the Lakers side of things to think that you know, mm. oh, we're the Lakers. Yeah, we can get it done. But in this day and age, people don't give a shit. No, that's right. Yeah. And I think that probably Magic would have been the person that probably spoke to Rich Paul, Anthony Davis's agent, and said, "Well, if you can get him out of New Orleans, we'll take him." You yeah. know, like, and so. You know, and if you can convince him to come, we'll take him. And, you know, he would have tampered. He would have done all of that stuff. And I think now he just doesn't actually want to do... Like, he doesn't actually yeah. want to not do that stuff. Well, I think know, he wants like to keep if, doing uh, it. If, so. if, you, if you want to do business with people that don't want to do business with you, you have to... You've got to work harder to get the business. That's right. Same as if you, uh, if you like this hot bird, but she doesn't really like you... Yeah. Well, in order to win her over, how hard do you have to work? Oh, I don't know. I've got to work pretty hard, yeah. but Magic didn't put the work in. Yeah, right. Um, you know, people, there's another range of things you could say, you know, LeBron runs this, LeBron runs that. Well, the fact of the matter is, Magic Johnson's bigger than LeBron in LA. I agree. Absolutely. Magic yep. Johnson is the Lakers. He is, that's right. And I just don't, I, th- I think he wants to be exactly what he is now without the rules of that come with being the president and having an official right. role with the club. Yes. I think and, right yeah. now, he's got plenty of money. He doesn't need to worry about money. He wants to go around. He wants to tamper for the Lakers. He wants yeah. to But the, the, the NBA is different. You know, like people... Because, you know, Magic played a long time ago, 20, 30 years ago. Mm. Times have changed. Yeah. People move on. People making their own impact. Mm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. a spectacular fail on all fronts from the Lakers this year. And it'll be interesting to see whether or not they can turn it around the off-season. But who's going to win the, <coughs> the NBA playoffs? Mate? All right. Well, let's start with the West because I think no. that's a bit more clear-cut okay. than the East. So, in my opinion, I think it's just a matter of who is going to play the Warriors in the West Finals. Finals, right. Who do you think it'll be? This Will it tough. be OKC? No. No. Will it be Houston? I think so. You reckon? How yeah. do the Denver Nuggets become the second seed? They're a bit of an enigma, the Nuggets. Are they? And I, I think their number two uh, seed mm. might be a bit of, bit of fool's gold. You reckon? Because they, they, these they're guys... They're the Portland Trailblazers third. I didn't know that they were that good. Yeah. Far out. Um, they've done that two years in a row. Yeah. So the Nuggets, um, yeah, fool's gold. Listen, they have a young team. Yeah. They've never been in the playoffs. So it may be a spectacular fail for them also. Do, do you think any of it matters who plays the Warriors or is it just basically like the Warriors will win the West and... If, and if, somehow, there's, if, if somehow there's an upset and mm. say Utah beats Houston in the first round mm. or you know Houston has an injury mm. you know, again, um, then obviously it's Warriors. Do the Clippers have a chance to upend the Warriors in the no. first round? No, no, they're gone. Right. They'd be lucky to come within sort of, um, you know, an overtime yeah. of, one, of one of the games. So, so they might just take so the, the Yeah, we're, I'm going to go a sweep. The Warriors just go full playoff mode from now. And totally. Just, so yeah. Andrew Bogut's going to lead him to a title. Bogut. Bogut. Uh, so what Warriors come Clippers... come back and play with Casper Ware for the Sydney Dings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be a sweep. Hmm. Um, the, the series that interests me that I think if there's going to be an upset somewhere, um, I think the Spurs... 
could upset the Nuggets wow. as a number seven. Yeah, well, they're playing some good basketball, the Spurs. <coughs> they have, and they're always there. And you know, like you, you, you have a tried and tested veteran team mm. coming against a bunch of you know first time playoff young guys, mm-hmm. never been in the big pressure situations. The Nuggets won a lot of games because you know they couldn't work their, their opponents couldn't work them out. Yeah, from a single game basis. Yeah, uh, they had guys that can put the ball in the hole. But it'd be interesting, interesting to see how the Nuggets respond mm. playing the same team at least four times four in a row. Times, and yeah. I, I got a feeling that the Spurs might be able to work them out pretty quickly. You know, yeah, if, right. if you can change your defense and you can play yeah. Jokic in a uh, in a certain certain fashion mm. as a big guy that sort of facilitates their offense, yeah. um, you know, could be a lot of problems and that mm. could uh, work in the Spurs' favor. And, you know, they've, they've got the master coach, yep. Popovich. Popovich. Uh, another potential upset, and I think this will happen, I think the Thunder will beat the Blazers in round one. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at a potential seed two and three being knocked out in the first round. Yeah. And San Antonio and OKC going through. Um, and I also think the Rockets are probably going to beat the Jazz like 4-2. And, um, yeah, um, that should be a good series. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if it if it goes to seven, interesting. Um, but, yeah... The Rockets had a pretty bad start of the year, but they turned it around pretty pretty well. Um, I, I don't really like or enjoy watching them play. No. Um, you don't like James Harden, do you? I, I, I appreciate what he does, mm. but I just don't like the way it's the done. way it's done. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but, mm. you know, you have to sort of appreciate respect it. Respect it, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I'm going to go uh, my playoff... Will, will be the Warriors are going to play the Rockets in the West Finals. Yeah. And funnily enough, a lot of people uh, are picking the Warriors uh, to lose in the West Finals. I can't see that happening. No. Um, I think when rotations shorten in the playoffs, mm. um, the game becomes a bit more physical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, the Rockets may be deeper bench-wise, mm. but the top-heavy talent of, yeah. the, of the Warriors is going to see them through there. Mm-hmm. Any differing opinions to that? No, mate. The Warriors are going to smash everybody. All right. They're too good. Okay. Now, go to the East because I think it's a bit less clear cut. And I uh, I think that any one of the top four teams in the East... Can win the East? Can Yeah, can, can make it through to the finals. Um, and the way I see it is... Will the Raptors do anything in the playoffs this year? Well, this, this, is, this is what I say. So your, your rankings in the East are the Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks, one... Toronto 2, Philadelphia 3, Boston 4. <clears throat> now, I rank these teams in the reverse order mm. as teams to make the finals. So I actually think the Boston Celtics probably are the best of these teams going into the playoffs healthy. But they haven't been playing that way. They haven't been playing that way, but mm. new season, playoff start. Yeah. So my, I would rank uh, Boston 1, Philadelphia 2, Toronto 3, Milwaukee 4. So even though Milwaukee have the best record in the league... Um, a few injuries have hit at the wrong time of year. Yeah, I still think they'll win their first round quite comfortably. Maybe the Pistons might take a one one game off them. Yeah. Um, Boston should handle Indiana pretty well. Um, you know, Boston they might have a typical regular season game, and the Pacers might get a game off them. Mm-hmm. But you know that won't be any more than a four-one win. Yeah. 
Um, Philadelphia should handle Brooklyn pretty well. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know Brooklyn just making the playoffs is an achievement on its own. Yeah. Um, Philadelphia to sweep that first round at worst four one. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a bit of the the sort of the X factor of the playoffs. Philadelphia. Yeah. Very top heavy, thin bench. I just think that they they're they're a team made for the playoffs. Yep. And they have um, they're not necessarily a great regular season team. They only won one more game the last year. Yeah. Okay. But you think because the rotations <coughs> will shorten, then rotations will shorten. The level of talent in their top five to seven players will shine through more. Yes, but yeah, the, the longer the, the series goes. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, a lot of talk about Ben Simmons and his lack of a jump shot. Mm. I think there's ways around that. Yeah, okay. Um, and it's just whether or not the coaching staff can... Can figure that out. Can, can work that out, but... Um, yeah. Uh, Toronto Raptors versus the Magic. Come on, the Raptors. Uh, Magic will do fantastic from making $3 million a game from their two home games. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll keep their fans happy because they're a playoff team, but... Um, that two will be a sweep yep. in the first round. Raptors, um, Raptors. I think Boston are gone, myself. You reckon they're going to lose to the Pacers? Yep. Okay. I think Boston are out. And because I think that Kyrie, like so if Kyrie was injured like he was last year and he didn't play, I think Boston would go much better. Um, but I think Kyrie is the problem with that team. They don't. He doesn't fit with them. They don't like him. Um, he doesn't really want to be there. Uh, and so in the end, I think that will shine through and they will get beaten by Indiana. There you go. All right. So my so your bracket's obviously going to be different. I've yeah. got round two. The Bucks are going to play. So one verse. Uh, it'll be Milwaukee, Boston mm-hmm. in the second round. Yeah. Um, well, if Boston don't get beat by Indiana, they'll get beat by Milwaukee for sure. Okay. Yep. Well, I'm, I'm actually going to take Boston beating the Bucks in the second round to make the East Finals. No. Philadelphia are going to beat the Raptors in seven. Mm-hmm. Um. In a big road win, MB's going to have 40-plus in Game 7. Sixers going to make the finals. Does Kawhi Leonard stay in Toronto? Oh, there might be a whole episode dedicated to that yeah, in right. the off-season. Um, Hope it doesn't go from this what one. I've been reading and listening to on various podcasts, and, and news, a lot of people think that he's gone, Yeah, right. or he will go. He will go. Um, interestingly enough, so if, if you're ducking back west for a minute... Um, a lot of people think Durant's ninety-nine percent of the door of the Warriors, which I find mm. not unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm surprised that people have it at ninety-nine percent. Yeah, okay. I, I, I've long predicted he'll go to the Knicks. A lot of people think the same. Yep. Um, but ninety-nine percent is a bit of a, a high number. Mm-hmm. So my East Finals, I have Philadelphia and the Celtics. Right. Philadelphia win that four-two. The Philadelphia go in the finals. Yep. Nice. I still feel like they're a bit young. And they'll lose four-one. The Warriors. To the Warriors. Yep, that was my pick at the start. Okay, so the Warriors to beat Philadelphia in the finals. Uh, I think the Warriors will play the Raptors in the finals, my friend. I think this is the Raptors' year. Yeah. Yep, I said it last year. I'm saying it again this year. Come on, the Raptors. And is there any bias in that? Absolutely. Well, this is the Bias and Opinionated podcast. That's right. I've got a shirt that says International sport. Yep, it's my bloody podcast. I'll say whatever I want. The East has copped a lot of shit over the last... Decade, 20, 20 years has been the inferior conference, but for the first yeah. time in a long time, you've got. I think four, it's a deeper conference, to be honest. Deeper in terms of who who can come out of it, and there's genuinely four teams, the top four, yeah. um, well, top three in your case, because yeah. you picked Boston losing the first round. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's three to four teams, which you, you could go anyway, which yep. uh, which I think is a good thing. Uh, the West obviously is more talent laden, but 
the superior talent at the top yeah. is so far ahead of yeah, everyone else. Yeah, it's, it's so, imbalanced it's because of the fact that the Warriors are there, right? Like, yeah. But it's why it's ridiculous, I think, that people still claim that, oh, that, um, that, that, the, that the NBA should do away with East and West conferences. I mean, that's simply an economics like provision there. Like, it, they shouldn't do away with conferences. That's that's silly. Like, it will go in swings and roundabouts, and they should just leave it. It's not broken. So, anyway, go to the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I disagree. I, th- I think a one to sixteen eventually should happen. Um, I, th- I think what we're going to see is an imbalance in terms of demographics of cities. I, I think your more desirable cities will eventually always be um, the teams that are better because people want to be there. Yeah, maybe. And, and, and there'll be less of an instance of players remaining. Not too many people re- remaining with long the one to team. live in Milwaukee, though, is it? Like... No, no, this is my point. But, you know, like you might have the odd outlier like the Greek freak, who's the sort of guy that doesn't give a shit about much except for being good and yeah, yeah. wanting to win. So he's the sort of guy that if he's if he doesn't buy into that whole culture sort of thing yeah. of, of being your own brand, yeah. he just wants to win it, win MVPs. And, and, and he wasn't. He didn't grow up in America, no, so no, he that's right. bought into that completely. Yeah. That's right. Um, you know, yeah. Curry might be <laughs> another sort of, uh, you know, stick with one team guy, but, mm. you know, the other guys are just concerned about hopping from team to team and looking after themselves as number one. And yeah, that, fair enough. You know, obviously... If you could live somewhere, you want to live in a good good place and not a shit place. Mm. If you want to live in a place in the winter where you don't... That's why I don't understand why people... Why the Knicks aren't better. I thought people want to live in New York like for the party lifestyle and everything you get. Maybe it's just too expensive. Well, I mean, not, as, not like NBA players can't afford to live anywhere they want. Mm. Um, maybe a lot of it comes down to the owner of the team. Yeah, maybe. You've got good owners and bad owners, and yeah, you know, owners employ people to run clubs if they don't make the right hires, and then yeah. shit doesn't work. All it takes is a bad trade or two to, you know, yeah, exactly, change the course of a of a team. All right, so there are our picks. That's one last bias. one. Reg- regular season's ended. Who is your MVP? Oh, the Greek freak. You you got him? Yeah, by a country mile. You think it's that far? Yeah, absolutely. Who do you think? James well, Harden. Uh, no, well, I picked the, the Greek Freak was my pick. Mm. My heart says the Greek Freak. Um, my head has him like a fifty point one to a forty nine point nine. Like I, I think over it's Harden. Just yeah, it's, it's yeah, two right. two man race. It's it's no one else. No, no I was going to say. I, I think it's it's so close. And once again, maybe it's like the you know like the Eastern Conference. It, it could go either way, but I have a sneaking suspicion that. Um, Harden might get rewarded for past performances. Yeah, okay. Um, he might get rewarded for finishing second a few times mm. and, and people realising that, oh, Westbrook maybe shouldn't have won it the first year he averaged a triple-double because yeah, okay. now he's done it twice in a row. And really, maybe James Harden was the MVP that year. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think for me it comes down to Houston got off to a really bad start, 8-14, and 14, yeah. um, with Paul and Harden. They were pretty bad at the start of the year. I think that should be factored in. Yeah. The fact that Harden's gone on a tear for the next 60 games, mm. um, you know, it's it's great. He's put up some crazy numbers. Um, but the Milwaukee have been constant throughout the whole year. Yeah, I just think he's Best team's, defense, best player. His team's number one in the East. They've exactly. been there all year. And it's been largely on the back of his play. He's played through injury. If you don't give it to him, I don't know what you think. Yeah, so I, I think I'm with you. Yeah. I think it'll be really close. Mm. 
Um, and I would not all be surprised if it comes down, and things like this hardly ever do. I don't, don't think it's been done before. But there may be a situation where we come out with a co-MVP for the first time ever. Oh, yeah, right. It's happened with the Rookie of the Year back yeah. in 94, Jason That's Kidd just, and Grand Hill. so lame. It does feel lame, and it does feel like a cop-out for both. Kind of like when, um, you know, at the Commonwealth Games or the Olympics and both swimmers come first, and they yeah. both get a gold medal. Yeah. And then, and then the next person gets a bronze. Yeah, it's not great, is it? It doesn't feel very good. What happened to the silver? Yeah, it's right. Um, but I think this might be the only time where you can confidently say that both player has, you know, a legitimate case to win the MVP. Win yeah. And you wouldn't have a problem with either one of them winning. Mm. So therefore, you could might, might be happy with a, a split decision. Yeah. But 50.1 to the Greek freak for me. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And that's right, a wrap. Will, that's episode 24. Might be the longest podcast ever oh, that we've done. But full of great content. Uh, I'm sure we've covered a lot, so hopefully you've had an enjoyable listen. Yep. Uh, feel free to leave your comments, reviews on iTunes, get on our Facebook page, and uh, send us some private messages for content and topics you want us to cover. And have a happy Easter, everybody. Eat plenty of chocolate. That's right. Cadbury, red tulip. Yep. Don't get the Audi stuff. We won't be back for a couple of weeks because we've talked enough now. That's right, we've covered enough content. There's two weeks worth of content for you. Phil Noah's Ark, yes. The next time you hear from us, uh, maybe the first round of playoffs will be done. Yep. Uh, We'll be back after Easter. Yep. Um, But until then... The Boston Celtics will be gone. Yes. Until then, enjoy, take care. Adios, amigos. And we're playing our intro as an outro. Yep. And if you're homosexual, you're all right by us. (coughs) But not with Israel Folau. That's right. Fuck Israel. Yeah. Fill out. Don't repent. Be who you are. Or go to hell. Or not. (laughs) Does it really exist? That's a different podcast. That's right. Alrighty, guys. We'll catch you later. See ya. Bye.